I mean, my number one thing is patience. I even, you know, a lot of customers will come in and like, you know, want immediacy in it and get, and they get frustrated with their dogs, like embarrassed. Like, it's like, no, this is normal. Like it doesn't come quickly. Like you have to be patient with your dog. You're not going to get, you're never going to get that perfect shot in one shot. It's going to take a few minutes. So just let your dog get its, get its zoomies out. Hey there, and welcome to STL Unleashed. St. Louis's number one podcast for pet parents and the place for all the cool kids to hang out. It is time for you to know who's who in the loo. I am your host, Janie Budnick, president and founder of Four-Legged Kids, St. Louis's number one dog walking and pet sitting service. Get ready for interviews about the people and places that can help you become a better pet parent because life with pets is life well lived. Hey there, guys. It's Janie with Four-Legged Kids coming at you with another episode of STL Unleashed. I have a super special guest with me today. This is Lynn Terry with Lynn Terry Photography. She is the premier number one uh, pet photographer in the St. Louis area. Um, I definitely wanted to have this conversation with her because, of course, I have used her myself. So welcome, Lynn. Phil, everyone that's listening in on a little bit more about your photography, what you've, when you got started and what got you into it. All right. Well, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the kind accolades. Oh, um, it is you. It is all about you. <laughs> well, I've been doing this um, forever. Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions anymore because I'm like, I don't know. I've been, I literally like went to college for this. I've been doing photography since... Um, for 30 years now. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't and, even know that. So yeah, college for photography. College for photography. I went I went to um, college with an emphasis. I got a, a BFA, fine arts photography, but my emphasis was photography. And um, I mean, when I started, I was just fiddling around with different, you know, painting, sculpting, whatever, trying different shoes on. But photography was the one that stuck. And I actually ended up getting a job while I was in college still um, at a local commercial agency, commercial photography studio. And I worked there for eight years. And so even though I was studying fine art photography, I ended up landing this job. And I, I joke because I originally, I still remember it was right when Photoshop started, right when we were, when I was studying, we were doing film, but digital was becoming a thing. Oh, so big was, transition right yeah, there. Transition. So it was, it was, I think easy enough for me because I was doing both and learning both. But, um, a lot of like photographers were coming back to school to like take Photoshop classes and things. And that's how I met this particular, uh, my employer. And, um, we were talking and, you know, he was like, do you, do you, have you ever thought about commercial photography? And at the time it was like, absolutely no, I would never, I would never want to like manifest like, you know, the, you know, stage, the, all the things. And it's just like, it's just <laughs> it's so dry and crusty. yeah, I'm like, no, I've learned about Henry Cartier-Bresson and I, everything's got to be like in the moment and capturing the moment. And like, so I was like, no. And then, and he's like, well, have you ever changed your mind? <laughs> You're working great. Here's my card. And I was like, insert, but uh, <laughs> so I ended up talking to him anyway and going and getting the job and spent the first um, eight years, like while I was finishing school, I was there um, and then graduated and continued there um, photographing things like back in the day when it was Dillard's shoes, the newspaper ads, um, oh. photographing the shoes that you saw every Sunday for the sale and catalog work and lots of product photography. And, but I learned lighting. I learned 
how to, you know, manipulate light um, on product and people and learned how to do headshots and all those kind of things. And so that's sort of where I, you know, started. And then um, at the same time, I, I, I also never had pets growing up. Um, we, my mom was allergic. I didn't have animals. It never really faced me much when I was younger, but then my um, boyfriend at the time decided to gift me for my birthday, a dog. And oh, I, was, yeah. I was, I was a cat person. And so I was like, what are you doing to me? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not cleaning up poop. That's disgusting. But, you know, I was totally not an animal person. And that flipped for me in instantaneously. This dog became my my soul. Um, One you over. Yep. So she was um, by my side and I went running with her every single day. And like, you know, she just was so great. And she taught me she was um like a cattle dog pity mix. So we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just immediately became an advocate of the breed pities and started working in rescue. And so then, and back then photography wasn't really a thing for the dogs. So they thought, you know, it was the bee's knees that I was taking these photos and practicing with dogs. Um, and they were getting adopted. So they were saying that it was like, you're definitely changing our world here. So, um, so that's kind of, I start, you know, and then as people started inquiring, like, well, would you photograph my dog? And And so it just kind of, that's how it manifested. It was just kind of this, like, it wasn't, it was a career that wasn't a thing for anyone. I mean, dog pet photography was just not a thing. And then, um, and so that was a struggle for me for sure, because I was trying to like become a, I started focusing very much on pets, um, became very passionate about it, but there was no market for it. That was still at a time when people would come to me and be like, well, I really want to photograph with my pet. All my friends are going to laugh at me. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm spending money on my pet. Like that was the, that was the, that was the look. And I still think every so often you do still get people that are like, Oh, sure. they're gonna, all my friends are gonna make fun of me. But like, at least well, they're now, more rare. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yes, there is definitely, there's definitely a market, but it took so, me, it was like a lot of blood, sweat and tears over the years to like get to that point where it was like, okay, I can, I can focus on this. <laughs> yeah. So like what, what year, what year was this roughly when you saw that transition? Well, I, I kind of feel ironically, it was when my book was published. I, I was actually, um, I, I had stopped doing the, the, I stopped working for somebody else and I went out on my own. It was 2004. Okay. Um, 2006 is when I technically really went out on my own. I, I partnered up with somebody for a while and shared rent studio space and did all the thing and played around with stuff. But then 2006 is when I really went on my own. But then 2008 is when we had our huge, um, like the world, you know, um, ah, yeah, the world ended basically for, and uh, yeah, those, yeah, the economy crashed and it was like the worst time to actually like try to go into a business. And I was still trying to start up and I feel like the entire, industry shifted commercial advertising all that stuff kind of shifted people started taking stuff in-house um so it was it was a rocky a very rocky road and i and i you know i kept with it it was the only at at this point it was kind of like well this is the only job you you do like you don't you're not a graphic designer and i feel like back then you it started becoming you had to be a graphic designer and a photographer in-house and it's like well that's not my world so i just powered through but i kept you know i did question it a lot um and I, but I was working on this project. I, I was working on a project. I had done the, um, the image that's very popular now, the pit bulls in a photo booth. And yes. that was, that was when things changed for me. Like I, I was ready to 
give up. Um, and I was frustrated because 10 years earlier I had started that project and the, and when an image went viral and, but watermarks weren't really a thing. And it was all new. It was all, it was just, I had done it in film. I had created the whole thing, um, put it up there and it ended up going viral. And it was like the, 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 I just, the infamous photo, like here's this photo out there that everyone knows and everyone loves and constantly everywhere. And I'm getting no credit for it whatsoever. Yeah, and so yeah. when I did the next one, I did a whole series for Valentine's Day and it was kind of like on my end, like this bitter <laughs> jokey, like I'm going to do this. And it's like going to be the, you know, like the I was, I felt like I was promoting it. Like the, the series, you know, from the infamous photographer. Yes. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it's like, you deserve credit for that. And, you know, it's a, such a big deal now with, photography that is online and, and copyright ownership and all of yeah. that. And just, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how heartbreaking that would have been for like, yeah, people were using it, for, it was, it was being used on banners and advertisements and it was like, this oh, is so geez. like ridiculous. And I, so I, and you can't, you can't keep up with it. And so I just, so I did this whole thing and it was like sort of a, a an ornery joke on my, you know, my own, my own sarcasm constantly coming out. And I like did the series. And as soon as I did the shoot, I knew Im immediately. I was like, this photo that I just took is better than the last series that I did, which was really great at the time. I'm like this. And I go, I will, I, I go, please, 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 please do not post this online until like without my watermark. Um, and because I, like I said, I was, I was ready to give up at that point. Um, and, uh, and it went viral within 24 hours. It went on there. It had the watermark. It was all good. It turned into book publishers reaching out to me. Um, like just yeah all the all the book people all the agents calling me like just like overnight sensation mm -hmm. um and the book was published and i think at that point that was when i wholeheartedly became 90 percent of my work was pet photography and i stayed busy in it um right when i was ready to give up you know like yes <laughs> yes um and but then the irony is i also found out i was pregnant <laughs> Oh, surprise. You're going to have a baby and you're going to publish a book um, and you're going to try to run a business all at the same time. You're a crazy person. So um, that all happened. Yeah, you and me, we we are the crazy people. Yeah. Thinking big, doing big things. And then, hey, look, we're going to add a little two-legged kid into the middle. Yeah, yeah. So, and I feel like I've never caught my breath since. So yeah. <laughs> that's the way they are, right? Yeah, yeah. So... I'm going to rewind back a little bit. So okay. you really said that this all started really with your first doggo. Mm -hmm. What was her name? Didi. Didi. I just want to honor Didi because yep. look what happened. Yep. She's my, she got the, she got the front page on the, on the book. She got the dedication page for sure. Yeah. So, okay. I totally am going to link this in the show notes below for everyone. Make sure you go take a look. I'm sure there's a, is there a link somewhere to that, that original one that went viral without your watermark? Um, oh boy. I mean, it's probably in my series on my, like, if you go to my website, I have a lot of the images from Tales from the Booth um, uh -huh. series. And so that image is probably on there. I don't, I, I know I have to share that. I'm sure people that are listening are like, Oh, I like yeah. totally want to see that. And they, and they have really cool stories because these are rescue dogs. When I first started doing it, Petunia and Tucker were um, the two pities from the first series. They were um, with the group mutts and stuff. 
Um, and they were, you know, mostly a pity uh, rescue. And um, I really enjoyed working with them because they were such advocates of the breed and they were really um, reputable in how they, you know, who they adopted and how they adopted and everything. So I always respected like their dogs, um, them and their dogs. And Tucker and Petunia were two of um, one of the people in the group. They're, you know, their dogs um, and had their own stories. The, the background of those two dogs are really cool. And then when I did the second one, um, one of the dogs was from, you know, the streets, but the other one was one of the Missouri 500. And I don't know if you remember the story of the Missouri 500, but they were the 500 dogs seized in a dog fighting bus here in Missouri. One of the biggest dog fighting busts ever. Um, I mean, I think even exceeds Michael Vick at this point. Um, what year was that? That was 2009. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it was, you know, it was really cool to photograph them and show them in a light that was so awesome for them. Like here's these two really well taken care of, loved, loyal, beautiful, sweet babies loving on each other in the booth and just encapsulating what that breed actually can look like when it's taken care of. Um, and so that's been really cool that that, that particular series has gone around. Those two dogs have passed in the last two years, oh. um, as well as most of the dogs in the book. Unfortunately, at this point, I feel like there's a, it's become a memorial for many, many of the dogs because that oh. was 2000, 2014 when it was published. So, I mean, yeah, we've already got seven years on most of these dogs. Right. And so um, now that is that book available on the, the market? That, that book is still, I'm sure you can still find it at, um, it was Simon and Schuster. I'm sure you can still find it on their links. Um, potentially Amazon probably can get generically cheap on Amazon somehow. <laughs> Not that I would promote that. Um, and I also, and I also still sell it in my shop. Um, okay. in, in the cafe. So, Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I definitely want to have that for, for people because I'm sure people would be really excited to, to support that too, especially knowing the background of it. That's, that's pretty amazing. So I didn't even know that that was a book that was published. Oops. I know you did yeah. the pictures though. <laughs> and then of course they can, you know, they can see if the concept there on your website, I'll, I'll drop that link in there too. So, so yeah. yeah. That is, that is great. And don't you still occasionally do photo book types of shoots or? I do. It's still one of the packages that I offer. Um, it's kind of its own shoot because it does take um, a bit of time to do the shoot. I mean, it's, you know, like I'll do, you can, you know, you can do a shoot with me and end up um, getting like a certain amount of images with the session. But that one is kind of like you're getting the mocked up image of the four images because it's not like I, with them. I mean, I created a photo booth at the time I built, we built one um, specific for dogs and like kind of like made one to look like one so that I could take the photos. And then, but you'd still, I was still Photoshopping. I was still going in and picking the four photos from an entire series of click, 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 click to pick the four that told this really funny story typically. Um, and so that's still a thing where I will take an abundance of photos to get and go through this process to get something where they're happy, you know, they're looking at the camera and then maybe they're looking away from the camera and maybe they're making really dumb faces at the camera um, and just doing, or maybe they're doing, you know, over the shoulder doing tricks, like, you know, trying to find yeah. things that characteristic of, a, of the breeds that I do or the personalities of the, of the dogs um, and just kind of pull, pull that. So it's a series of photos that I Photoshop together. So it is definitely its own package um, to get that grouping. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just so cool how you're able to pull the personalities out. Um, and it's just that, 
<laughs> peanut butter. There's the tip right there. You know, it's just, it's that moment in time that, you know, you're so gifted at being able to, to capture that whenever you do your photography. That's what's so cool about it. Um, I mean, of course, you've had uh, calendars, some some success there with calendars. Tell us about those, because well, that's I mean, how I first found out about you. Myself. Yeah, I mean, I've I had I kind of miss doing that. I've been sort of stuck. I'm hoping maybe that's something I could. Uh, hard to say. It's already March. I don't know. This year, I was hoping maybe I could bring those back. Um, I always did those for a rescue. It was like the least I could do in a way to like take photos and make some sort of a fundraiser for them. Um, they're not huge fundraisers, but they they're still, they were still fun to produce. I did a series. That's how the first, um, the first one was done was the pit bulls were in the boots were actually made for the calendar itself. And then, and so it was like that series that was able to manifest into a pitch to books. Um, but, uh, then I started doing, uh, cat daddy was one of my favorites. I did the, I'm, you know, beyond just doing the, the, the pet stuff and advertising stuff. I've always enjoyed vintage. I think that's where the pit, the, the, the dogs in the photo booth became a thing because I just love vintage stuff. I had a book of old photo booth photos that kind of inspired me. Um, I have a thousand vintage things that I've collected. I started doing pinup photography as its own sort of thing. And so then I started doing the pinup uh, dogs, pit bulls as pinups and just dressing, you know, having them do cute little things like I would do with the human, um, like sitting on a kitchen table baking in their apron or whatever and had a lot of fun doing those. Um, yes. And then that turned that spun into cat daddy because, you know, cats also deserve their own calendar and there's of plenty course. of recipes for that. So of cat course. daddy became, I think I actually enjoyed cat daddy more than anything. Um, and I'd like to bring that back. That's what I'm hoping. Um, Cause it was the same thing, which is men, men as pinups with their cats. But instead of doing like, I feel like, you know, everyone loves the firemen and all those fun calendars, but they of were, course. these were like the vintage man, the the man with the cocktail with the cat sitting on his lap and um, just, you know, doc, the doctor playing vet with the, you know, wearing his lab coat, but no shirt with the, with the cat kind of stuff. And so it yes. was funny. It was super, super funny. Is that, um, is that the one that has like my favorite picture you've done in the vintage kitchen with vintage the kitchen and the all kittens, cats. Mm -hmm. the kittens everywhere? Yes. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah. And wow. that was, that was chaos. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, talk about the phrase hurting cats. I yeah. Mean, that took, uh, I mean, the cats just got to do whatever they want. Just throw them in, let them do whatever. Um, but the, I think the cleanup and the, the detail uh, went into staging the entire kitchen and then cleaning up the mess that came with throwing that many cats around. It was, that was, that was a whole day to get that particular shot. Yeah. I mean, it's um, iconic. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it was forever. super fun. I mean, yeah, it was the cover shot. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, this is, I was epic. I love that. <laughs> epic. Um, epic is the word epic. for it. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, I started doing the, um, with the St. Louis County, the, uh, pit bulls and police, um, calendars and I, I honestly the only reason i've put had to put a pin in all of it is because i decided to open a second business and i've just been you know there's only so many hats i can wear right now between photography and children rearing and yes <laughs> businesses. i'm yeah. just yeah but, but, you know yeah. i mean a lot of people in the community that are listening just don't know don't know how much it is to 
be an entrepreneur and have a business and have a life and yeah. and do all the things because it's it's certainly not just handed to us on a silver platter. Yeah. It's yeah, it's and a lot work, of work. Life balance is I I lose at the work life balance all the time, all the time. I don't really believe there's a work life balance. I've you know <laughs> there's. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's all about choices and opportunity cost and you know, so there there is no there's no true balance in there. No. 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 You just learn you learn which levers to pull to like, what know. can I accomplish today and did yes. I do it? Okay, yay, yay me. I'll give myself some props for that. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes there's just a lot of grace and forgiveness that you have to extend to yourself because there's just that, there's not that many hours in a day. Yeah. So, yeah. There's not. And, really I, and I noticed that trying to uh, raise small children when you're almost 50 really hurts and makes you really extra tired. And you just want them to go, shh, quiet. <laughs> Stop talking for one second. Cause my mommy, your mommy can't take the brain. Anymore. That is it. And, and yeah, so, so tell everybody that's listening, because of course, anybody that follows you sees your absolutely precious daughter in your photography, because <laughs> it's nice to have a model always available. You think she's actually it's, it's the funniest thing. I feel like I joke now because I have like she's she used to cry at all photo shoots, all of them. <laughs> like like I would feel sad that I could photograph so many other people's children for them and not be able to capture my own kid because she has she has a bit of anxiety. And so like even when she was one years old, it's like she read she could read the room and be like, I I can't, I can't, I won't do I don't want to make the eye contact. And then it became like a a, I think a pressure like somehow I probably did it to her like the like a well I have to do it well so and I can't so I'm not going to perform at all I mean yes yes if I, can, I, I I she would always come around for me but it was like I, I finally learned like third she taught me a lot on how to help photograph other children but and I and that in and of itself is something but um she like she would, yeah, I mean, I started just being like, well, I'm going to have a whole wall of you crying over the years, and I'm going to love that. Like, it's going to be its own little fun story. Um, just make a book out of that one. I can't, you can't not, like, break down at every shoot. But I learned by the time she was three, I'm like, I'm, I started showing up with, like, we're not trying to get you to look at the camera. We're going to take photos of you. Like, I would, I started taking, documenting her at the apple orchard every year. I'm like, because she'd be busy eating apples and picking apples and doing stuff and, like, making faces and being cute. Um, and... Like, you know, okay, now we're, we're showing up with a bunch of balloons and you're going to stand there and you're going to hold the balloons and you're not going to make eye contact. And I felt like that became a thing. So now she's a ham. Now she loves it and wants to be in front of it. But I always laugh because I have the saddest dog in the world. He doesn't smile. <laughs> He's totally happy, but he doesn't smile. His eyes um, are like fisheye and they go two separate directions. So capturing him, even when he's looking at the camera, he doesn't look like he's looking at the camera. So between him and his sad face, even though he's so, so happy and content, he's just got that look. And then she's the whitest child in the world. She's, she's blue. She's transparent. <laughs> Color balancing her to like every set. Like if I put her in a field of green, you know, she's green. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like between the two of them, I'm like, you kind of make the worst models. <laughs> you, you're crying. He's sad. You're yellow. Like... <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, people that don't do photography would never even think about that. Yeah, I know. it's It makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. So now it's just become a thing. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good thing you're pretty grounded in lighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, you know, uh, and how old is she? Six? No, she's, she's, she turned eight. 
<gasps> Holy cow. Okay. I've lost track of time. Yep. Oh my gosh. That is a hoot. Well, yeah, she's, she's grown up in an environment where, you know, you take center stage a lot. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's finally, it's finally evolving on her. I appreciate it. She likes theater and performing and gymnastics and all the things now. So we've come around. We just had to work for a lot of anxiety over the years. <laughs> there you go. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I mean, I, I get the whole kid thing too. So, you know, I, I don't remember when you said that you were, uh, that what age you were when you had her, but you know, I had my most recent little bit when I was 46. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, talk about putting a, um, a break on everything. So, uh, but fortunately I had like one of the best photographers in St. Louis who was willing to do my maternity shoots for, you know, my two-legged kid, <laughs> 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 which is always a blessing. So your, you know, I see a pattern and I did not realize that you had really jumped into your photography right when we had the economic recession. And then you had to one up that and decide to open Zoomies Cafe Yep. right when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Well, that wasn't intended. That happened. Okay, yeah, it, was, it was the same. It was the same chaos. I feel like I, I, um, I, I call it my, my um, eternal murphy's law that i live in yeah because you hit it i mean how did you manage to do that i didn't even know that it's like oh there's a pattern there i mean i had been working on the project for two years like it was a this is a thing that i have in my brain and i want to work on i mean i had to do the research on it and all the yes. things to try to figure out if this is something that i knew how to do because i mean let's face it i was a photographer for the entire existence of my life i don't know anything else so trying to go into another kind of business was like, mm, it was, it was nerve wracking. Um, well, yeah. Cause you're going into a combination of hospitality and retail, totally different. Yeah. I mean, I bartended. I mean, at one point I had bartended just because, you know, photography can be sort of lonely. I mean, you work by yourself for yourself all the time. And I think one of the things that is hard with photography is um, you don't have someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you can talk to different people, but like, there's not really that, um, Hey, I have these ideas or these, are these really stupid or not. So, um, and so I, you know, I kind of got, I got bored and I ended up doing bartending, um, just to like talk to people, I guess, um, <laughs> that was my logic at the time. So, you know, I had a little, little teeny, you know, into the customer service on that respect, but I hadn't really done much. And you know, so I enrolled a really dear friend of mine who I call my, my um, business doula because she had all of the customer service, um, the years of management, food management, all that stuff. And so she's the one that really kind of helped guide uh, the ship to make, to make it. Um, but yeah, I decided, so I'd done the research and had pulled the trigger. It was like December of 2019 that I said, hey, I'm going to not up my lease in March. Um, and so I started looking for the new space. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this and do this thing. And so I had signed the lease March 1st. And then March 13th is when the pandemic hit. Oh my gosh, so the timing just... It was horrible. It was it was really bad. It was uh, the, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I still sometimes am almost jealous of all the people that were like, I'm bored and I'm living at home and I'm doing nothing and I'm 
trying to find hobbies to do. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to make it through this year. Yes. <laughs> I just pulled the trigger on something and I can't, I can't walk away now. Like it was like, a, I don't, I can't not do this. Like it's happening. It's two years of my life. It is the goal that I'm going for. If I don't do this, what am I suddenly doing? Um, right, right. So, and, and a big part of, honestly, a big part of the, the move was me thinking of what's your, what's your end game? What's your retirement? Because uh-huh, again, uh-huh. photography is still such a weird business. Um, and physically, like, again, like I said, I'm like going on 50 and it's like, I have a child and, and I, and I'm up and down photographing dogs. It hurts. It physically hurts. Like I might enjoy this job a lot, but physically, I don't think I had 15 more years of jumping up and down in my joints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do. I mean, you get, like, you get so into it to get the angles. And- yeah. And I, am, you know, and cameras are heavy and the lens are and yeah. like, I, I'm like every, you know, in December when I'm shooting a ton, it's like, I'm doing this constantly and like really, you know, my wrists kill me and you're on the computer and you're leaning forward, tapping all the time on an editing. And so it's like, my body is breaking and it's like, you gotta, you gotta, think about what else you want to do and what do you enjoy doing and you enjoy art and you enjoy these. So, so how can you, and you love, you know, working with other artists. And um, so it's, it's like, it became this thing where I'm like, I wanted to see if I could explore this thing that was a boutique and, you know, conceptually still dealing with like, what else you only know pets, like, this is your thing. Like, let's make, you know, you can, you can do this. Um, But yeah, it was just really, really, really stupid timing. So um, we're on the other side of that. And Zoomies is quite successful now. You've got so much that you're offering now. Uh, for people that have not been there, fill them in on kind of the beauty of what you've got there. So, um, so it is a pet. Uh, it is a coffee shop, just in, in and of itself. It is a coffee shop. We are. I I've, I started putting that first. Um, it is a pet friendly coffee shop in that I don't like. I used to say it's a it's a pet themed boutique and coffee shop. But what I found is then people think it's sticky, you know, like, like I want people to know it's a coffee shop that I love coffee and that it's good coffee. And that we, you know, we have a full, full menu, full, full food, full coffee shop, full, you know, you have tea, coffee, drinks, food, all the stuff, but you just have the luxury of the bonus of, Hey, but your dogs get to come inside. Like we work with the health department to like make sure that dogs are allowed to be inside. Um, and it's also a boutique. So it's like all your pet themed gifts. Um, you know, we have pet product, but also just like, you know, baby onesies that have dog related or cat related stuff. Um, pet treats, pet toys, stuffies, um, gift cards. It's just all animal for, for animal lovers. It is the animal lovers boutique, but you can also the experience of coffee, like come, Uh, come hang, bring your computers. Um, I think, you know, we've had, I, again, I had a lot of hurdles with it because I think um, we opened during the pandemic, so I couldn't have a grand opening. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so it's like a lot of people still don't know we're here. Um, and then it was like, oh, well, it's a pet store. It probably isn't good coffee, you know, like, and it's like, no, I, I mean, like coffee and dogs are my two favorite things. <laughs> So, yes. um, so I, so I had, I, I worked on a roast for specifically like that I loved and it's for, and we give part of the proceeds if you buy retail back to local rescue. Um, and, uh, and, and then it's like, I don't understand the con, like there's so much going on. It's that thing where it's like, wait, it's a boutique and it's a coffee shop and you can, 
you can, and we have events and birthday. It's a lot. I get, it's like that visual, like you have to come to understand, like, but in, in a nutshell, it is a coffee shop like any other. You come and you bring your laptop, but your dog can sit by your side. You bring your friends and they bring their dogs or you just come. You don't even need to bring a dog with you. You just come because you like dogs or you like coffee, you know, like just treat it like you would any other, but your dogs are allowed to hang out here. We have an inside space. It's my, it's, it's the, my studio is the seating area. So when I try, you know, I schedule my own shoots when we're not open or, um, or this, the photo shoot has to do with what's happening. Like, you know, Santa's in the studio, you know, and, we're open. Um, so some days are a frenzy like that because there's photo shoots and things happening, but you can sit in the shop and study and read and hang out and your dog can either run around. Uh, there's an, there's an off leash little area outside. It's our, we call it our barkyard cause it's not like this giant, that. not the giant space. I don't, I'm not like a huge dog park person. Um, but you know, I think, but our, you know, we, it, we're all about community and, safety and all the things. So it's like, you know, your dogs are the, the studio is set up in a way where the, my rules here are um, everyone in the room has to be okay with the dog off leash. If everyone's okay with it, then all the dogs can hang out and run around and just, you know, do whatever they want, sniff and whatever. Um, if there's somebody in the room that needs a safe space, I, cause you know, I welcome people to come with dogs that are muzzled or needing a little, they have anxiety, all the dogs that, that all the pandemic puppies that needed, that yes. handle that big, you know, a lot, but you want to start weaning your dog into a space um, where they can feel comfortable. Like that's, I want this to be that safe space. Um, the outside is where you can let your dog run around if you need to run around. It's not huge. It's a, it's a backyard. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I, and what I really liked, I was there. I don't even remember when I was last there when we, um, you ended up doing our uh, headshots for our company, and also, oh, it was fall, so yeah. it was it was nice weather outside, and um, you had several people that were out there sitting. They'd come inside, they'd get their drinks, they'd take them out there, hang with their dogs. It was just such a nice environment environment back there for them. So and we're, and we're, that the the barkyard has been my the, the the part of the space, and I'm still trying to have some evolution with because it's, it's got like erosion issues and you know, like sometimes it can be muddy and I really just don't want to put AstroTurf down. I just, I don't, I'm like, I'm so adamant about not wanting to have that, that smell or the, you know, not good for the environment. Like, um, so, but I have a new plan in motion. So I'm hoping by this year, well, like I want to, I want to treat it more as a, um, like a more like a backyard. I want to add more seating and more plants and more and just kind of make it an enjoyable environment. And not, it's not, it's not the irony. I mean, we're called zoomies. Um, we like zoomies, but it wouldn't be like, it's not like you come to the place and you, your dogs run a hundred miles an hour. It is, it's a, not a zoomy backyard. It's, a, zoomy backyard. <laughs> it's um, a very short zoomy. Yeah. It's a very short zoomy. So I was thinking about maybe, a, you know, the evolution of making it more like, let's make this really pleasant for people to hang out here, like for long yeah. periods of time. And, you know, so that's that's my goal this year. I'm working on that. Everything else, I'm loving the way the studio feels. I'm always changing. I'm a I'm a furniture mover uh-huh. in my house and in my home, you know, everywhere. So it's like everything. But I'm like, oh, this place is, you know, the evolution is here. I feel really great about this place, and I love that people like yeah are hanging and sitting on their computers and they're you know they're, all the dogs are sitting on the sofas next to them, and it just it feels good. It feels really good. It's what I wanted. That's awesome. What you envisioned back when yes. you did not think it was going to happen that way. 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, in any new concept, there's like, okay, well, let's let's iterate, let's make a little change, a couple tweaks here and there, and yeah, see how everybody likes that. I mean, I know when when I was in there, and I'm sure there have been a, a lot of changes since then. Like I said, we had. Um, I had uh, gifted all of my employees family photo shoots. So they came in with their pets for that. And we did some headshots at the same time, which reminds me, I need to schedule some more with you. <laughs> we need to get some more stuff together for us. So, you know, that's that's the combination of your corporate background doing headshots and additionally the, the family photos with pets. And um, gosh, when I was there, I had some amazing drink. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, it was very cool. It was off something that I would have normally done. What What are some of your highlights? Well, so we we our signature drinks are named after our pets. So like we have the Lyle, which is um, a cat, uh, Mel's cat, um, and it is a Schnickerdoodle latte. So it's a sweet oh, one. Um, okay. Cinnamon, brown sugar, vanilla. Um, so that one's really popular. Um, and then I have the Miko, which is my dog, and that is a um, like a cayenne pepper. Oh wow! Um, we we make all our own syrups. There's so I mean I who knows what you might have had. There's I mean at that time fall pumpkin the midge the midge is my other dog, um, and she's our seasonal drink because you never know what you're getting with midge. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. She shows up different all the time, so she's our seasonal. So yeah, we we like right now um, the midge is a, a rosemary latte. Um, at in October it's typically like a pumpkin or a, like last year I think we did the squash latte. Wow. But we do, yeah, we have, I mean, we have all sorts of syrups that we make. We do, you know, have almond, hazelnut, cherry, strawberry. Um, cinnamon oh, that's like a mouth party. Jeez. So, and yeah. Those are unusual. So you definitely have a, a lot of different options there. You don't get it most places. Yeah. Yeah. We try. I had something amazing. I don't remember what it was. I was like, wow, that's unusual. But then, you <laughs> I know, know. At the same time, so I managed to, you know, get my photography done, had an amazing drink. And then I think I... I bought a, a St. Louis pet t-shirt that I absolutely adored and um, a lick mat. <laughs> all right. All the things. What a combination, yep. right? Yep. Try to, uh, try to get it all in there. <laughs> yes, it was all in there. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, really a great place. I want to make sure that people know about that so they can come by and visit. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. So rewinding back to the pet photography, mm -hmm. I know, you know, especially whenever you have an expert on the line, I want to dig out some some extra creative details. So I, I personally very much struggle with doing pet photography, even with my own pets. Um, you know, typically hard to, to catch those moments and catch the lighting and catch the angles and and things like that. Um, you know, sure, squeaky toys, um, you know, a treat trying to get dogs attentions. But, you know, when we do our um you know, our petsing and dog walking with our services, all of our staff are taking pictures for our clients on software. So I know that even though we do this all day long, we can't be the only ones that struggle with that. So do you have like a, a top couple of tips that you can share with the listeners that you would recommend when they're trying to get those personality shots, even of their own pets? Probably. I know this. I, it is a struggle. I mean, iPhone, even with all the evolution of phones, like they are, they move so fast that it's like, even, that. even with a phone, it can still be blurry. So it's a matter. I mean, my number one thing is patience. I even, you know, a lot of customers will come in and like, 
you know, want immediacy in it and get, and they get frustrated with their dogs, like embarrassed. Like, it's like, no, this is normal. Like it doesn't come quickly. Like you have to be patient with your dog. You're not going to get, you're never going to get that perfect shot in one shot. It's going to take a few minutes. So just let your dog get its, get its zoomies out first. And all my sessions are tend to be end up being training sessions because typically like they aren't they are frustrated they don't they don't want you communicating they can't understand what's happening and why they're being told to sit over here and do whatever if they're not used to like that kind of sit stay sort of stuff so it's like getting them to do it if they're if they're food motivated yes use food like use whatever you can to get them to do the thing and and then re, and then let them loose and then reset them and just it's like give them a few minutes to figure out what it is you're asking them in the sit stay or whatever um, I can do work quickly because I have a fast speed camera so I can get a sit stay, take a picture and, and get something and be like reset and then come back and do it again harder with cameras, phone cameras. But I mean, just be patient. That is the number one. Always, always like, don't get frustrated. Um, well, cause always, they're going to sense that also. You're going to sense it. Yeah. yeah. Like you just have to like, take a breath, take a second beat, do it again. Um, go to the, make sure they've gone to the bathroom. I always, I've had so many accidents in the studio and it's like, and they're acting out and you can't figure it out. And it's like, Oh, they, they just needed to go to the bathroom. They didn't know how to communicate that. Cause Hey, they're in a new space. So yeah. I mean, Hey, when I get nervous, I need to pee. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, that, uh, you know, yes. If you can dangle a treat over our squeaky toy, I don't personally, we all know like anyone who's worked with me know, knows that I use my own voice instead of squeaky toys um, for a lot of the stuff. Um, I have a way of bringing out dumb noises that most people are probably embarrassed to do. (laughs) You know, a squeaker can work on some dogs and some squeakers won't work on any dog. Like I make weird noises and I find that puppies love, literally love you going puppy, puppy, puppy. Like they like cute accolades and like a lot of applause and a lot of noise. Um, but if you were to go, you know, if, if you were just to do a squeaker, they're too, they're still overstimulated by so much stuff around them. They don't care about that stuff. They haven't been distracted by it. So to me, puppy, you have to like use like really low noises or you have to be like very like, and then they'll be like, what? what? Oh, me? Okay. And then, but like a dog that's spooked, obviously you don't want to use squeakers because they're, they're a little bit more, you know, you, you don't want to be loud with. And I find with them just you know like just calm and they'll eventually look at you and then for dogs that are just like they don't care they're happy-go-lucky you're you know typical doodle that's just like hey i love everybody like zigzagging yeah. all over squeakers usually work for them treats usually work for them um really high-pitched noises um i try not to sound like i'm um a dog murdering a puppy but that's typically the sound that comes out of my voice <laughs> well, noises lots of noises lots of accolades lots of patience um treats and treats and squeakers when you can um make sure they go to the bathroom make sure they've been walked like you, you have their brain rested if you're oh, asking, yes. if you're asking yeah. for demands of them i mean just like any training like you're asking of something from them so make sure their brain is ready for the what you're at because it is training photos are still training even if it's a five-minute session it's a mental workout for them all dogs go to bed after they've gone on a photo shoot with me I get photos all the time of people with their dogs already passed out in the car, even though they were all over, like they are, they are done. So yeah, wear them out beforehand, take their picture. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, that's, are those good tips? I don't really know. It's hard to say with a cam with a with like an iPhone camera. Yeah, but, that's um, true. I but know. I feel like those are. I mean, that's what I do. Those are all the things I advise people on. Like coming, you know, make sure they've gone to the bathroom. Make sure that they've walked before they've shown up. Make sure they. Um, yeah, bring their own treats. If I mean, I always keep treats around. I use peanut butter. Um, I don't usually use it right away, but if a dog can have peanut butter, I will break it out towards the end. Um, I start with no treats because some dogs are too treat motivated. Yeah, and like then they they're zigzagging around, and it's like I just need a treat. I need a treat, and they can't focus on me. Um, so I don't always start with treats, but I'll see how they handle and raise the raise the bar on the treat as we go along. Yeah. And you got your own little hierarchy. Of yeah, yeah. You got the hot dogs if you need it. Um, but peanut butter is the end because that's usually really messy. But peanut butter allows me to get really funny photos typically. Oh yes. Um, looks. So you have to give them little. You can't give them a lot of peanut butter because a lot of dogs will groom, start grooming themselves, and then all your photos are this, the top of the head. <laughs> so you have to like tease them with little bits of peanut butter to get funny. Okay. Not a full mouthful. There you go. That's a good tip. Tiny amounts. That's what I always say is like, if you're using some sort of a high quality treat, you know, don't give them half of a hot dog. Cut a little teeny tiny piece. So yeah. it's just a little hint and they're attentive for more. And then they're attentive. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I love it. So now um, tell everyone again, where, where is Zoomies located? Close so I'm in Southampton area, Princeton Heights, Macklin Business District. Um, it is 58, 36, and 38 Macklin. So um, some of the more popular, like well-known restaurants around here would be Russell's, um, Russell's Cafe and um, Onesto's Italian Restaurant. Those are the two big ones. Um, I'm a, like a couple blocks away from Hampton. So Hampton Chippewa, if you're familiar, Hampton Chippewa. Yeah. Yeah. Up on 44 or 40 and get off at Hampton and come on down. That is perfect. Well, good. I will drop all that information down in the show notes. I uh, want to make sure people get connected with you, your amazing photography work that you do. And then, of course, come take a visit at Zoomies. Pick up your own, you know, drinks and lick mats. <laughs> There's plenty more than just lick mats, but come a lot. Maybe, maybe you'll end up with your dog's name as one of the drinks. You start coming a lot. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> you can aspire to that. Love it. <laughs> if it's your drink of the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing. Well, thanks for coming on here with me, Len. This has been so fun. Absolutely perfect for the people that are listening. Um, you know, pet parents want to know where the cool places are, especially that they can take their pets. And then just the bonus that there's awesome photography too. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I know we'll probably follow up eventually to find out what the big new thing is that you're doing. <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> Ooh, I love ideas. Of course, you know, serial entrepreneur, once you get started, it's... You know, it's, it's the equivalent to my idea of cats. You know, cats are like potato chips. You can't have just one. That's really funny. That's kind of turned into businesses for me. You know, you can't have just one. This is true. This is Bit true. Bug. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for listening to this episode of STL Unleashed. Check out the show notes below for any links mentioned in this episode. 
If you are needing dog walking and pet sitting yourself, check out our website at fourleggedkids.com. And as always, if you have a warm heart for another cold nose, make sure to support our local pet rescue. A few can go, some can give, but all can share.